It's Friday the 17th of June. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Now, Shane O, um, we're looking at music today, of course, and Justin Timberlake selling the rights of his music for $100 million, the back catalogue. And it make me wonder... Are you going to do that with six and out? Well, we'd, I'd, love, I'd love to do that. I'd love to get $100 million. But Justin Timberlake had something like 200 songs in that back catalogue. So, yeah, they reckon it could be even more than $100 million, Tim. And um, wow. I, I will say with six and out, we did write some of our own original songs. At one point, because one of the songs we wrote called Eleven became the, mm. the theme song on Channel 9 Cricket for the summer. So we got about thirty grand each that year. But I, but wow. I do have a, uh, a framed um, check from APRA. For two dollars sixteen, that was about my last royalty check, and it's with a little hammer next to it, mate. It says "Breaking a case of emergency." So, uh, yeah, they don't become much bigger than I haven't made one more than ten bucks for quite a while. Oh, oh, that makes me laugh. It does uh, take me back to Delhi when we were over there working on the India Zimbabwe series. Me and Brad McNamara, your lead guitarist, yep. and something had happened. You guys had got a plat, and he was shouting everyone Heineken <laughs> in, in the bar, and they weren't cheap either. All righty, big day Friday. That means we're joined by Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker and also Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Now Shane, Melbourne Demons, you brought this to our attention uh, earlier in the week and we're seeing this continue to unravel. This team that won the competition last year, they've had three straight losses and off the field, drama, drama, drama. Yeah, it's coming out now that uh, the chairman's making a statement and saying they're, they're looking into it. Um, they're very, uh, reading all the articles, they've been very careful choosing their words, Tim. Um, so which that says to me that, that these issues are serious and um, it's mainly focused around the coach and his issues. And don't forget, he was very, very close to being sacked in 2021. Um, then he had a fantastic year and won the premiership and was given a, a reprieve. Uh, but watch this space. I think he could be in a bit of trouble here. Yeah, and it's starting to affect things on the field, that's for sure. Yep. And, uh, of course, we have a lot of AFL to talk about a little later in the show. But coming up next, we're going to talk all things rugby league with Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker. It is time to head to Queensland. Where else but Queensland? And our man, the comedian, of course, the best comedian in Australia. His name's Shad Wicker. Or, or equal best with Luca Muller. How are you, Shad? I'm good, mate. I'm loving that. Me and Luca are above Husey level. That's awesome. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> Shit on him. Hey, Shad. Oh, when the Saints go marching oh, look at that. Look at Come that. on. 32 to 12. We smashed those South Sydney... You guys, are, you guys are back in the eight, mate. Back in the eight. How yeah. good is that? That must be feeling pretty good. You do have the dally and the best half in football showed it last night. God, yeah, he yep. was good. And then a team that 
doesn't know what they're doing there at the moment really showed as well. I mean, at least they've cleared. At least they cleared Adam Reynolds out, so they don't have that problem, South. Well, about time. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, well, with that said, Renault's going to be on the sidelines for a while at the moment. But, um, yeah, South Sydney are in a world of hurt, aren't they? I'm, I'm, enjoy your, your win for the Dragons. I still feel like some of the wins from the Dragons are like Ben Hunt's playing such good footy and it's almost like your team's been letting him down. But last night it was like, good, everyone else is going to step up to the level that Hunt's playing. South, on the mm. other hand, here's a theory I've got for you for South Sydney. We talk about how much the halves are an issue I don't think it was the best idea to pull um, the rookie off from the field. You know what I mean? I don't think that was the best yep. choice. Let him just play it out. But um, I actually think fullback is the big issue. I feel like the biggest problem for South at the moment has been with no Luttrell, they've got no one, all their options to go back there in the field cannot organise their defence. And it leaves them so exposed that, like, it doesn't matter what they try to do with the footy at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Cody Nakarim is a great number one. I think Taft, the, the rookie that they just ended up putting in the halves last night, I don't think he's a great fullback either. He doesn't have the athleticism at the moment to deal with the high ball. They've got a lot of inexperience in some very important positions. Mm, absolutely. It all looked jumbled up. It really did. And they are desperate to get Latrell back. They're desperate to find someone who can give them direction. Um, a couple of their superstars... Uh, below their form so they've got a real assignment and I was very impressed with the Dragons Armon did last night what he's been doing in the lower grades um, a couple of times just made some very good players look foolish so well done to the Dragons they creep into the eight now that obviously is pivotal on whether they stay there hey, with the hey, Roosters Timmy, tomorrow Timmy, just night. quickly yep. just quickly who um, just to clarify who, who pulled the rookie off Storm and the Broncos, Shad. Storm and the Broncos. Man, hasn't this game? This game would be so awesome if the Broncos were at full strength. It'd be such a good measuring stick for just how good the Broncos are at the moment. Seven in a row, Mm. first time in ages. Um, But I'm actually feeling like something crazy could happen in Melbourne. Whoa. I know that's quite like weird and it's happened it's before. Happened before. Um, I'm not saying like Pappenhausen being gone with COVID, it's kind of shown that the storm can be a little bit lost when he's not there. Um, but the big thing for me is, is there's just, there's just something about this Broncos team that has changed from when they were, they were looking like the old Broncos before this streak began. And there's a lot of great leadership in this squad at the moment. Paddy Carrigan is unbelievable at the moment. He's one of the informed players in the comp. He's such a leadership, um, he's such a leader in that squad at the moment, which they need right now, missing these hearts. Ezra Mam is great. He, and he's, he's a good defender as well, which I think he hasn't missed a step having to do those fill-in spots. So, I don't know, there's something about it. No, he's a, few, he's a future origin player, that's There's sure. something about it that I just think that the Broncos could possibly stun a Melbourne squad this weekend. I don't know, it's stupid, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Tell me I'm nuts. Big, big, big call. Now, how do you see these uh, origin squads, mate? Obviously, we're going to level the series one all, but uh, how do you see it? Uh, look, I, I'd agree. I think that you, you'd want to uh, level it one all. I mean, Perth <laughs> Perth was quite an awful spot for us Queenslanders last time we were over there. Jesus, it was really bad. But um, yeah. I've got an interesting thing about the origin sides, right? I think Queensland obviously will stay relatively unchanged except for obviously the wing will be an interesting position there if they go for to put one of the Cowboys outside of Val. Or I would love to see Corey Gary Oates get a, get his last stab at origin just for a bit of a laugh. Mm. But um, the New South Wales side is an interesting one. Hey, like did Tarek Sims do enough last night 
to, you know, be in there. Uh, obviously, Trebojevic has to come back for you guys at the moment. And I'm still playing with a theory that people hate, but I feel like Jack White and having such a good game for the Blues in game one in a losing side is almost a bad thing for you because I feel like he's not the centre you want, if, especially if you're bringing Addo Carr back into the side. You want a yeah, more, yeah. you want someone who's going to feed in the ball. And White did well in that game, but that's because you guys were doing nothing. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? You didn't need someone to push the ball out wide. You needed someone to actually just run it. I think you're going to shut down your winger if you keep him in the side. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the Blues do. There'll be about three changes in your squad for sure. Interesting. Oh, look, I wouldn't be surprised if Jack DeBellin um, gets a run. He played brilliantly last night. He really was uh, a standout in the middle for the Dragons, and he's played Origin before, so that could well happen as well. And, of course, the Pacifica Nations, uh, I'm looking forward to these uh, these other rep games that are on, but they are having an impact on Origin as well. This is frustrating for me, hey. I'm like, it's, I, I, it's annoying because we want the Pacific game and the international game to grow because, yep. you know, it'll be awesome. It's great for Rugby League. I think it also will push us towards the idea of finally shorting the Rugby, rugby League season a bit. I think 26 rounds is fun, but I think it's too much. Like, you can limit that down, put some more rep footy in there. But in the scheduling, in the infinite wisdom of this scheduling, they've kind of made another problem from what they were trying to make a solution for, which was trying to get international players more involved in, like, the Pacific Nation side so there's less flooding into origin and origin eligibility issues. And then in doing so, they've put Mm. the game just before game two, which has made origin eligibility issues. (laughs) Like... It's so – you're not yeah. serious about trying to grow these sides if you are still allowing Slater and Fittler to turn around and say to these players, of which, by the way, a vast majority of the Blues guys, so you can stop with the everywhere's Queensland <laughs> rhetoric. But um, it's making a big issue for some of these players, I feel. Obviously, they're all going to choose $15,000 over $2,000. Mm. <laughs> Like, I think that's going to be the key choice there. But I'm really looking forward to Tonga and New Zealand. I really think Tonga can win. I think the Cook Islands are going to be a surprise packet as well out of all these teams. And you're going to be like, oh, wow, these are like quite a great little squad. It's going to be an exciting weekend of football, which is great to be able to say when Origin's on because it's usually yeah. piss poor. Yeah, and it, look, <laughs> it, it is the future of International Rugby League. Uh, I've been banging on about it for years, as have others, that it's the Pacific region uh, that is the future, not the United Kingdom and the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, Shad, let's do it all again next week. No, as boys, love your work as always. And if you're in Brisbane, I've got a show next week at the Good Chat Comedy Club. Shad and Pete save the world, so make sure you get around it. Coming up next, Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Friday, we love it, and it's uh, all about footy, and there's so much to talk about. Melbourne comedian Luca Muller, how are you, my friend? Good, mate. Thanks for having me. How are you? Luca, good game of footy last night, mate. Uh, I thought. Well, we all know we've been big fans of Carlton's improvement this year, but it, it felt like a bit of the Richmond of old last night. Yeah, Richmond, look, uh, they look properly back. I was surprised by that. I'm up, actually up here in uh, Coffs Harbour at the moment. Mm. I was sneaking mm. a watch of that backstage, and I was on stage for about the first sort of 20, 30 minutes of the game. And when I got off, the Carlton only scored four points. I yeah. thought, what year is yeah. it? Are we back in 2015 right now? What's going on? But, yeah, the Tigers look good, and the Blues looked a bit slower. They obviously came back a bit, but, uh, yeah, Tigers of old, like you Say. Yeah, Lynch, um, Pickett, Bolton, all good. But tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm really a bit pissed off here, right? Like this Shea Bolton, uh, there's big news this morning, him showing the ball and, and and the coach coming out saying, 
uh, it was very disrespectful. Like, we live in an absolute nanny state. Now, this is bullshit, right? No one knows what's going on out there in the field. The guy is, is in a battle. He just turned back and showed his opposition the ball and then kicked the goal. So what? Yeah, I'm with you. I hate when oh. people say that's disrespectful oh. or bad for the game. I love it. I think, you know, you don't want everyone to be like that. No. But a few players like that, it's good for the league, good for the game. Yep. It's exciting. And I'm sure it fires him up, fires his team up. It's good to, you know, rub it, rub it in the nose of your opposition a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm against the. I didn't realize someone had come out and said that's disrespectful. That sucks. I yeah. love it. He's such an exciting, like scintillating player. It's so good. Yeah, you want as much personality as you can get, don't yes, you? Yeah, please. you absolutely want please. it. 100%. What about your mid season report, my friend? <laughs> yeah, so let's talk. Uh, we're about halfway through the year now. It uh, comes to the last week of the buy round. So I figured, yeah, I'd do a bit of a bit of a mid-season wrap-up and look ahead to the second half of the season there. Um, so I was going to say that probably my biggest positive has been Carlton, who've looked good, but after mm. last night, they look slightly more shaky, but they still have probably been one of the more positive uh, stories for the year. Yep. After a long, long road back to uh, to contention, they're finally looking good. Uh, Michael Voss has done wonders with that club. I think they'll, even after last night, Richmond's, you know, tough out, but they'll still be pushing for top four, I reckon. They'll definitely play finals. I think the Blues fans have a lot to look forward to and they are still battling a couple of injuries, but they'll be back to full strength in about a month or so. Um, So I reckon, yeah, they're probably my number one feel-good story for the year. Another surprise, but a little bit less positive for me, has been the Doggies. Um, It's easy to forget that they were about, you know, 40 minutes away from winning the grand final last year. They were 20 points up halfway through the third quarter. And considering that, it's been a bit of a flop this year. They're still (laughs) sort of in the hunt for finals. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they'll make it, really. They're sitting ninth or 10th, I think, at the moment. Um, they're up against the Giants this weekend. They'll obviously be without uh, Bailey Smith, who's um, mm. I think he's snoo- he's uh, cruising the snowy slopes uh, <laughs> with his time <laughs> off. <laughs> it's good he's not playing, actually. He'd probably have to duck off to go to the bathroom a bit too many times. Boom, too, ladies and gentlemen. And another disappointment for me has been the Eagles. It's uh, you know, mm. them and the Roos are obviously cellar dwelling on uh, only one win each for the year. And everyone sort of expected it from the Kangaroos. They're very much embedded in this, uh, you know, quote-unquote rebuild phase of their of their history. But the Eagles finished ninth last year. They only missed out on finals by one win. They're well and truly clear of the injuries and uh, COVID issues that plagued them at the start of the year. I think if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be pretty bloody pissed off with that team. They still can't put together four good quarters. And I actually reckon they're probably going to win the, uh, the wooden spoon to be honest, which is a bit embarrassing considering the North Melbourne's in the state they are. Um, Bombers fans, I think, should always also be a bit disappointed. They made finals last year and they look to be a team on the rise, but this year has proven that they've sort of taken a big step backwards. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. There's some interesting things to watch for in the second half of the of the season. These would be uh, my predictions, my things to watch for. I think keeping an eye on the Ds will be very interesting. Obviously, they started absolutely red hot. And now I've lost three in a row. And we mentioned we mentioned the drama with them at the yes. top of the show as well. So that's still hanging around. Yeah, a lot of off-field drama with them and a few injuries as well. Max Gorn, the captain, and Ruckman will be out for the next four or five weeks or so. Um, yeah, I think it'd be very interesting to keep an eye on them. Obviously, as a D's fan, I'm hoping and praying that they can pull it back together. And I do still think they'll probably make top four. They're a really good team. And there's a bit of talk that they're just going through this big uh, mid-season training block to get them ready and pick 
form for, for September. So that's why they're looking a bit slower and more injury prone at the moment. So I'm just, yeah, crossing my fingers that that's true. Be good to keep an eye on them. I reckon top four will be Dees, Frio, Brisbane, and Geelong. I don't think Blues will quite get there, but I think they'll be close. And I reckon the other teams... No, not in the top four, I don't think. Um, They are looking bloody good and they smashed my beautiful demons a few weeks Mm. ago. Um, But I reckon just outside top four, nipping at their heels, would be Blues, Swans and Saints. And then I reckon there's going to be a really interesting battle for eighth between Collingwood and Richmond. Obviously, Richmond sort of has the upper hand after that nice win last night. They've got some good momentum going their way. But Collingwood as well, they just beat the Ds by about 30 points. They'll be, uh, yeah, really, really shooting for finals. And yeah, I reckon Wooden Spoon will be those Eagles. I reckon grand final will be Melbourne and Frio. Fingers crossed. Obviously, as a D's fan, I have to say that we'll take it. But yeah, that's sort of what I'm looking at, looking forward to for the second half of the season. It's going to be bloody interesting run home, I reckon. I have, I have to agree with the Eagles getting a wooden spoon. I think they're even looking to uh, redraft uh, Peter Matera, and he's just had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, and, and the disappointing for them is there were some flickers, wasn't there, at the start of the year? Because it started with such doom and gloom, but there were flickers of hope, and it really has gone down the toilet. As as the North Melbourne Kangaroos, goodness gracious me, they are far from the days of Carey and McKernan and so on. But uh, uh, look, Luca, um, we will write all those notes down. Um, mm. And put them next to your crystal ball and see what happens. Let's see. Let's check back in in about three, four months, see how it looks. Absolutely. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you goes out to our guests today, Shad Wicker and Luca Muller. And thank you to our sponsors, Shane. Yeah, fantastic sponsors. District Brasserie. I might even duck my head in today. I haven't got a lunch with Leon, but I might uh, I feel like a steak, mate. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back next week with your Daily Dose of Sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.